Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Well, welcome back to the Lighthouse Welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment podcast. Another week. Chaplain Jim Parkin. Co-host, what is up? Ashley Chandler. Welcome back, you guys. We're back. We're back. You guys just missed out because Ashley's going to cut the last minute and a half of some weird, like house cleaning business we were doing. It was Even like, though for like it was more like thirty five minutes, minutes. <laughs> we talked about stuff that anyway. Welcome back to the show. It's good because there's a lot of really so if from like a couple of weeks ago we discussed our experiment for a season kind of shaken up right just kind of our need someone to actually produce the show. Well, but this Yes. And no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to bash anything that we were doing before or how we were doing stuff, but um Listen, man. You don't have to worry about it. Anybody that knows me knows that I am 180 degrees the opposite of organized. Yeah, but but even then, like, it's not, for me, it was never you, for me, honestly, it's never been about you being organized or not organized. For me, it's been just access to knowing who or who to invite on the show. And because I'm not on the rig and in Genesee County with you guys all week long, I don't, I don't know everybody. You know, I've been able to meet Mm -hmm. a lot of folks through um, community nights and house church and being on the rig and stuff like that. Um, So that's kind of been a challenge for me because I'm like, I want to help with that stuff, but I just don't know kind of what avenue to go. So it's been really cool this past month, the past few weeks to kind of start exploring some of that. Oh yeah. And reaching out. So there's been a couple of folks that we've reached out to. We're getting oh, the works okay. to come on the show. Um, and it's been it's really just, neat because now we're getting, cause you have this amazing Genesee County community that you have access to. And really like in Michigan too, we've had people like, um, was it Chris that came on? From Livingston County. What was his name? Totally shoot myself in the foot. Patrello, Chris. Yep. Yep. Chris Patrello that came on and talked about all some really good stuff. And so you have access to all that, but then you are also really good on social media, connecting with people. And try to be. No, but you figure out these other organizations, other people and stuff. Oh, dude, Uh, on the same mission. Yes. Pastor Sanchez out in California that's doing the the Peace Project stuff and everything that we had him on earlier this year. So you've done a phenomenal job connecting with people. So now. I just need your help to close the deal. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been emailing people, messaging people, scheduling, and it's been it's been really cool. So now it's like it's kind of a different, like a new kind of wave of excitement and energy. Yeah, dude, it is. It is yeah. very much like a new chapter kind of. Yeah. You know, and it's wild too because I love, love, love to give – Shout outs to my or- the organization I work for, MMR. Oh yeah, 
And dude, a lot of this new season and a lot of this new, like, not only in my paramedic career, but also with Lighthouse Experiment, just the instant support, the instant you do your thing, we want you to do this thing here, we want it here, like, whatever, do it, like, full send, do your thing, and that is just, you know what I mean, that just energizes the mission, it it's just gets huge. like, because it's like you're right on the right getting, part of the wave where you start riding again. Yeah. You know, are you in an environment every day that's, man, like fostering that? Or are you in an environment that's you're, you're working so hard to stay afloat, working so hard to stay right. positive, working so right. hard to be a positive impact with all the stuff around you. And when right. you're coming into an environment like you're in now, a family and a team where they're all like, yeah, let's, let's go. Let's do, do this. Thing, you know? dude. It's so incredible. Cause then it's not all on your own shoulders. You're not trying to push against right. this huge wall. Um, no, I, I've, it's been neat to see you just come into a whole new oh, man. wave of this what. all over again, especially going through so COVID, you know, like, well, COVID, I mean, like, well, okay, you know, here's, here's the thing. Timeline for folks that maybe haven't been with us the entire time. You know, we we started this thing in 2017, super stoked to start a podcast, super stoked to get a Facebook page and an Instagram and a name and like all this stuff. And we, I mean, remember, we would meet weekly almost or every other oh, week. Yeah, yeah. We would do... Just- um, brainstorm and go through to-do lists and just kind of figure out what we were going to do. And we were so excited at that time. And then we launched our first four episodes that December and it was just a whole new realm. And, you know, just kudos to our Freedom Center community, just having people around us that are like, yeah, you, you got something you feel like you're supposed to do, go do it. Like, do it. Yeah, do yeah. it. Do your thing. We believe yeah. in you. And so then we came on underneath the church's SoundCloud in 2019 and we were using their studio. So they had done a lot of work to invest in studio space and recording and live stream. And so they're like, you can use our studio. Like, Oh my God. So that support having those resources, being able to meet people in Fenton um, at like a kind of a more central location for us and have that was huge for us. And again, another encouragement, another wave and just doorway to walk through and just do that. And then to hit 2020 and just really rock everybody and have to take a long time to, to navigate that and get through that. And so as a friend, you know, to be able to see our friend that has walked all this and then with, this, this mantle of responsibility, like this burden for my community, for the people that I care deeply about, like knowing how deeply you care right. about the people in your community and being able to come into, like that was tempered during that time. Like that was so rough. faithful weekly right. to say, okay, this is what I have. And you were honest. There's weeks where the only reason why I'm on is because I said I was going to, and this is what I have to say. This is where I'm at this week. Right. And you did it faithfully every single week. Right. And that so, was, it, it's a weird, that from yeah. that is weird because it was like, it was like a life raft for both parties. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is all I've got. Yeah. And like, I'm hearing all this, this, all this white noise 
and it's making me think I'm insane. But on the bus, I'm actually seeing people die. Yeah. And my people, my people are in mental health crisis. Yeah. And I said, I do this thing. So I'm going to do the thing, even though I don't want to, because it's all like, and I mean, there was weeks that this will be first year here in this. We're like, we're all going to die. And I don't care, but I promised I'd do this thing. So like, this is, this doesn't end well, but I said, I do it. Yeah. So I'm going to come on and say whatever. And I would, we'd share, we do the thing, get through an episode. And, but it was like, that was of all the things that I've seen done, been a party to in my career, those months from March to June of 2020, was the most intense, most heinous, yeah. like, and it was like all of it. It wasn't just people with COVID dying, sick people. It was every, like everything all. and all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can remember going like, this is wild, but I'd went to Fenton to freedom center. So I could physically see pastor Carl and say, I'm not coming back until this is over, but I had to see you. Yeah. And like, and not knowing what that meant. Is this two weeks? Is this two years? But I can't come here because I'm about to go bare knuckles face first into this virus that we don't know anything about. And then to have people be super pissed over the politics of it all. And I'm like, dude, you guys don't even know. Yeah. You're mad at this thing because you're inconvenienced. I'm just trying to live. You're inconvenienced. And then like through all that, and then we've touched on this before, then to have my wife and you know how Carrie is, but to have her actually literally tell me you need to do all the things that I don't want you to die. And I'm thinking, Holy crap. I've gone to the house is fully on fire. And she's never said this. Like, good thing. I'm not superstitious. Yeah. Like crawled under the house, but like, Like all that time. So then we get through that. We just trudge through like waist deep in the high water. We go through and we figure out about halfway that, oh, dummies, you could just use Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember that because wasn't Pastor Jim was meeting with Pastor Adam for a meeting or something? They were were doing a podcast on Zoom and I'm meeting with Pastor Jim and he's like, you can just use Zoom. I just do a Zoom call and the audio goes over to Pastor Josh and he puts it out. And I'm like, what are we doing? What? And Someone I had heard of sex. it and I was just like, it's probably not even good quality. But the way, yeah, probably- dude, the way I heard of it was a hassle, but it turns out, whatever. But it's so weird. I, I just think that, I mean, really, truly in any story, so the the dream, there has to be a temper, right? Like a process, all that. And I, and not that, not that I think COVID came so that Jim could be tested for the lighthouse experiment. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that, you know, you have this dream, this, this mission, this, this heart to go like, here I am, Lord, send me. Uh And now it's going to get real. It's going to get really ugly. And now here's when my community needs me to show up. And not that you're the savior, but 
one more person, one more person to stand up and say, I'm going to be a part of doing what I know I can do. Right. Be there for those around and, us. So, and I don't know the episode. I don't even know what we talked about, but I've talked to people in recent weeks that like are reminiscing with me and be like, Oh yeah, dude, it's like weak, whatever. And I was really had like nothing left. Like I'm going to quit. Wait, what's this? Parkin's got a podcast. <laughs> like right in the heart of COVID. And they'd be like, that's it. I'm done. I'm never going back. Hold on. This dude does this. And it'd be like, one bro was told me like, you gotta be me. <laughs> like, I'm going to listen to this. And I don't even know what we talked about. And he didn't share, but he was like, but then like every single week, cause you would say, we'll be back back next week. Yeah. And yeah. like, and it's like, and we didn't know we're just doing what, because it was really, and, and for the listeners, it was really getting me through. I was doing a thing to get myself through a thing all the while, bringing a bunch of us through with me. It wasn't like, I'm going to save everybody. It was like, yeah. I got to have, I got to do this. I got to talk about what we're seeing. I got to, I got to share. I got to be as hopeful as I can be. Yeah. When I don't want to be, but I got to be as hopeful as I can be. I don't know if anyone's listening. It doesn't really matter. Uh, we're doing that weird phone call thing with voice memo. And it doesn't matter because we're putting out content. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so then, then we fast forward. We'll super fast forward to where I got to a point at the last company where I just needed to leave. Yeah. And I think I've shared on the show before the first time in my whole life, I've audibly heard God speak and say, if you would just come through these doors when I was having the yelling match going, dude, what are you doing to me? Quote, I actually said in a prayer to God, creator of all things, dude, what are you doing to me? Why are you doing this to me? Yeah, so I've dumb. had, but I've had really, similar, was, no, you're not alone. I mean, I think but, if we're right? honest, I mean, I've, I've had similar sentiments in my own moments in life. Why, you know? yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah. why what are the you actual... doing this? Right. Yeah. yeah. What the actual <laughs> are you doing to me? Yeah. And the response was, if you would just come through this door, yeah. you'd see what yeah. I prepared. That was it. Dude, we're quitting. We're going to MMR. <laughs> Took like 48 hours for me to understand yeah. and wrap my head. But yeah. that's what happened. Then I was like, there's nothing left for us here. We're going to MMR. And yeah. of course, Dan's like, all right, Hoss. If you say so, I'll follow you. And then that's we're awesome. here. And like so much stuff just opens up instantly. Yeah. To where we are, fast forward all the way to tonight. Yeah. What we're talking about this whole new phase of the mission, yeah. new season, same mission. It's just opening up differently. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just really encouraging and humbling to, like I was telling you before we got on air, just have people come alongside and, and see what other people are doing, kind of glean from them, be yeah. encouraged, encourage them. I fully believe that we'll be encouraging other people as we go along. And right. Um, so it's, it's just neat. I mean, a whole long kind of 
tangent to kind of come around like it's it's really cool to kind of be in this new I like I didn't even know that it would be a new season like this like during the summer I just I couldn't really wrap my head you can't really wrap your head around something until you you do walk through those doors and then you see it you know right so yeah it's gonna be good but it it is it's cool because to kind of like Lori and Fran right last week Mm-hmm. Thank you, ladies, for coming on. They did a phenomenal job giving other people space to come on and have more of a group yeah, like, man. conversation with you, be able to listen to that, be able to produce it, be able to network more. So it's it's been kind of interesting to see kind of what we're doing right now and what that's going to continue right. to kind of grow into. So it'll be good. Right. Right. So all that to drive into something we're going to talk about for a few minutes tonight. Um, so for our listeners that are local listeners and maybe some that are a little outside the the net, um, I post, everyone knows I post on Instagram and I've really been hitting the lighthouse podcast, you know, lighthouse podcast, Instagram, super hard. So I posted something from, we're going to shout out to, we go home to that pot, to that Instagram page, but something that said it shows firefighters and it says, nobody's coming. It's up to us. Yeah. And that meant kind of for when we speak specifically to mental health and to the suicide crisis and the things happening, it's, that's a honest, that's an honest feeling is that we got to take care of this ourselves. And, and hence we'll shout out overwatch collective. That's what they're doing. Yeah. You know, Sergeant Mike, we'll call him. That's what he's doing. It's all of these things, Black Rifle Coffee. That's what they're doing. They're just like our own community, veteran and first responders, is is just putting out all content to make people aware. Yeah. But the thing that gets frustrating and a little scary is like we're the only ones listening to each other. So we a lot of times we feel like we're screaming from the rooftops, but no one's listening. Yeah. And now it's up to us. We got to take care of ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's rough. It's a rough feeling at the same time. It's like we said, like I told you before we came online, it's, I also understand, you know, if you're not part of this, you're not part of this. Right. Well, and then and, and kind of what we talked about. Most love yeah. ever, but it yeah. was just. Well, we talked a couple of weeks ago. How do you, you know, resources for, counseling and and all this different stuff for for folks in first response go and do an you know a regular maybe counselor isn't what they need you know like Mm -hmm. having that same you know kind of discussing where does this industry go for resources that are tailored to them tailored to their experiences and backgrounds and needs and and so there is that little bit of you're not really good at gonna get it unless you get it and so who can help you know this industry so i i I do i do think that there is a lot of community support with family and other organizations that may be right in the middle of it but but i think that's if you don't know you don't know you know right and that's fair you know and and like i said so you have like you know like the fringe people, like you guys, you and Nick, you, you know, because you invested the time to know 
But as much as you know, right? I still won't fully tell you everything because I just won't ever fully tell you everything. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not going to say all the fair. things because like, I don't want you to have the same dreams. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> you know what I mean? And but let's like, be fair and honest that if you're really struggling with a call, you're probably going to want to go talk to somebody that has some sort of that knows understanding right. of what that even means. Right. Because then when they speak to it, they can actually speak to it because they, they, they know like we can encourage you, but we, we don't have the same like leverage of input in a certain right. way to kind of, but I would say for like friends and family, like the support circle, of first responders what's everything is like the other week you saw me i went to pick up the kids from october chaos at church yeah and you knew you know without even having to say words oh yeah today was a day like like a little different type of squirrely and was still in uniform like wasn't quite sure like what was going on yeah but you but that's the thing though that's cool to have people people in your camp that know yeah you don't have to, like, right there and then, you've known me long enough to know better than to ask then. But I would you never know, ask you right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, like, a day later, it's like, I don't know, like, but I can tell. But that's cool. Like, like people in our community want people that aren't in our community to know, to be able to not say words, but no, okay, something, something something and for dang sure that was a day you know yeah but yeah you know that like that in and of itself is a cool to me a super cool support system of people who just know like pastor jim he i'm not off the hook if i come to church and he says you're in there but you had that thousand yard stare going so what was this week all about Oh, it's good. I'm not getting off this phone until you tell me exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. But, but that's cool. Yeah. Because sometimes, even though we're trying to take care of ourselves, if we're all in the same, like if you're all in the same fire, you're all in the same fire. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. That's a good point too. You're trying to handle it and you're trying to take care of each other, but I might not be like in, in the moment, I might not be well equipped if I'm in the same moment, if that right. like seems right. weird and random, but if, no, that makes sense. Like after we can talk about it, it's just, it's just, there's so many layers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's so many layers to, to how we respond to each other and how we take care of each other. And it's just like at this time, this space in the world and at least in our country in the first responder and veteran space like suicides are it's it's more common more frequent than it's ever been with the veterans piece the va has been doing studies and they're suggesting now like when you incorporate when you factor in overdose deaths yeah. There's there's a thing we say with it which is suicide by installment which is, is overdose after or, or you're user addicted now I'm addicted to alcohol and pills. Okay. 
So I'm killing myself, but one installment at a time. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's dark, I know, but it's, if that makes sense, that's no, kind no, no, of, that makes sense. We're just starting to see that and think about it in those terms. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm not taking care of my health physically, mentally. I'm addicted to, I'm drinking so I can sleep. I'm taking also pills so I can sleep like those things. So that's like what you would call suicide by installment. Okay. And then obviously suicide and it's just rampant. And it's so many times we hear about it. It's, it's insane to think since 2018, five first responders in our Genesee County community have died by suicide. And it's just, if you don't know, you don't know, but yeah, it's just, it's just a thing, you know, and, and we're trying our best to take care of it. And with the veterans, like I said, when they incorporate overdose death, they're saying it, it virtually doubles. So, so not 22, but 44. So what, what is, I don't, I, maybe you can't answer this in the way that I'm, I don't know if it'll be clear what I'm trying to ask, but what is, what does that feel like to have, people ending their life because of the work that you do, but you also do the same work. Like it's, it's not like I like, okay. So I work with all these employees, these other coworkers, and Mm -hmm. maybe it's easier for me to say, okay, well, Charlie was struggling with his marriage and already kind of had some mental health issues, but Hey, we're accounting and sales. You know, he just wasn't managing his stress very well. Like, I don't, this is a good example of, I don't under like, my job can be stressful, but only if I'm working 50 hours a week and don't have to drive two hours here and there to work, you know, like, like all the other things. And if my boss right. is a big jerk, but the, but the work that I do inherently really isn't causing me a ton of stress and pressure. Like my blood pressure doesn't go up when I post a journal entry, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? I so how does, what does that, that feel like to be like, but it's my work that's, I mean, should I say it's my work that's causing suicide? Like, um, how, I, I think mental health is obviously causing suicide, but I think it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this, I don't know quite how to unpack what I'm seeing. Yeah. I think that's over our, I think the big thing, the really the direction we want to head, you know, as a, as a, kind of EMS and first or like a first responder veteran culture is like mental fitness for like, like as a way to describe it as understanding ways to cope and unpack and put things down. But we all want to be, you know, uh, we all don't want to appear to be a hero. Not, I mean, not now. I don't like that word, but we all want to be tough we don't want to appear that we can handle all the things. So in order to do that, you don't deal with certain stuff. And then you remember, like, if I have a suicide call, an overdose call, a cardiac arrest, and a grandma fell down, and this dude's just a vagrant visiting his 30 yard of the day, all of those things, all commingling, all intermixed in whatever random order, in one shift, I'm not dealing with cardiac arrest, baby, before I go to 
vagrant who wants to go to the hospital again. Right. Right. I'm not emotionally dealing with that. So it's just piling on little by little by little. Yeah. And like I've said before, you know how I, I like to use the word micro like micro traumas. Yeah. I think mainly it's that. Like we have we have huge events. You have traumatic events within your career. Right. But also it's those little micro traumas. Yeah. The little I didn't have time to unpack this. I'm already going to pick up grandma. From grandma, I'm going to a shooting. From the shooting, I'm taking Vagrant back to the ER that I already took him to one ER. And then I'm going to clear that call and I'm going to go to an overdose. And I'm going to clear that call and I'm going to go to another cardiac arrest, but an oldie. And I'm going to clear that. And it's just this kind of spin cycle. And so I think what we do is we don't take the time. We don't have the time to unpack between calls, but then we never unpack. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you get off on like the, so I get off shift, I go change clothes, maybe eat something, but probably not. We go directly to the bar and try to drink it all away. And then, but I got to be up tomorrow at be on shift at seven 30 and the whole thing starts again. I just think, yeah. yeah. Well, we're not good at in the veteran space and in the first responder space is unloading the thing. And then, so it's not to answer your question in a super long roundabout way. It's not no, the it's, actual yeah. doing of the job. It's that we don't decompress and we don't yeah. emotionally handle the doing of the job we just let it pile up and pile up and pile up and you just like once you're in it you know like we talked about earlier well like halfway through that first wave of covid and then i'm convinced i'm i've lost my mind right well and as and as we go through because we've been pushing more and more mental health we've been investing a lot more in this um sharing the 988 hotline number you know doing all this stuff, you know, some of what we talked about with the 22 a day, we don't want, you know, I'm sure we don't want all of a sudden all these, this community feeling like the general community feels like, Oh, everybody in first response deal like is drowning in. Yeah. No, cause that's not the and, case either. And suicidal every other day. You know, I, I don't want that to become right. a stigma either as we, I just want, people to understand really what you know hope that we just keep that conversation open for people so it doesn't become now just a generalization again right and an overuse and an assumption you know but right because if i'm honest dude like when i hear this this new information that like like i'll be real with all y'all who listen so we had a couple weeks where the whole veteran community got booty hurt because Tom Brady said that football season for him is like what he imagines. Like he feels like being on deployment. Yeah. So all like some of the veteran community lost their ever loving minds. And then a week later, Oh, it's not 22 a day it's 44 a day. Yeah. And for me also a veteran, I have to be honest with all of you. I was like, BS. Are you really, that butt hurt that now all of a sudden we've doubled it and we're going to come up with this reason to double it. Yeah. It seems convenient, like coincidental. Very yeah. convenient. Yeah. 
And then like I said to a buddy, I'm like, I hope like everybody can do 44 pushups in a row because that's what this really means. We're going to do Instagram videos of us doing 44 pushups now. Dumb. But like yeah. it's legitimate yeah. research that they're doing with the VA, which I'll give the VA props. It's hard for me to do that because they really foul things up a lot of the time, but yeah, they're doing research and there's a reason they put that out publicly, but I don't want it just to be a marketing thing. Right. Right. Like 22 a day kind of became like this sexy number, easy to market, easy to manage. Again, this is so horrible yeah. of me to say, but easy to do 22 push-ups in a row on your Instagram. But that doesn't solve anything if you're not reaching out to people, if you're not like Well, if you don't have actual resources, a video doesn't yeah. help. It doesn't really help. It doesn't help a first responder or a veteran get the help or the resources that they need. Especially when it's like, it's a time sensitive matter. Yeah. Your, your video. Like I appreciate people awareness and all that stuff. Honestly, I do. I really do. But yeah. Yeah. But there's layers, there's levels to this. And it's just, I just this is like a huge, huge thing. It's a huge mission. And I'm honestly really stoked to be part of it. Well, I hope you so, are. I hope you are. I'm in it now. You're the leader of the mission, dude. <laughs> you better be stoked about it. We are in it. But yeah, yeah man, that's yeah. it's all good things. Yeah. I'm super stoked. Um, you know, it's election time and all those things are coming up. And yeah, it's, that's a all whole, the mailers are getting so fun. <laughs> all the phone calls, dude. I get phone calls. Do you get phone calls and texts? No, I get texts lately, and stuff. Lately, I've been just, oh my gosh, berated with all these phone calls of, you've been pre-approved for like the whatever program. And it's basically just loans. Like oh, trying to yeah, get people out 25,000, 30,000. Oh yeah, we're just going to indebt people. You know what's wild? Okay, let's a little side tangent because my wife has gone to school for a few years now. Yeah. So there's the student loans. But this whole debt forgiveness thing, it's really super hard to get. It's really not like... like what are the qualifications? Some, some I haven't even looked it up because I... Think. I haven't either, but she said it's really not easy. It's not like people on Facebook make it seem like everybody's getting their entire debt paid off. She's like, it's 10K, dude, it's $10,000 compared to what I owe. <laughs> Keep it. <laughs> it's really hard to qualify for. Man. But, dude, politics, though, right? Election season, anything you can spin and throw in people's face and get mad at. Yeah. and it's, I just and think there's better use of time than being so pissed off all the time. Well, and I, and I think, you know, I... I am extremely grateful. This is what I was thinking about the other day when we were kind of texting about show notes and stuff. Um, I'm extremely grateful that I have the freedom to be, meh, I guess I'll vote. I guess I'll do my research. I guess I'll be annoyed or, oh, I'll be like really stuck. Like I have all these options because oh, yeah. 
a thousand over a thousand men and women have given their life so that I could sit and dink around about what I want to vote about and whether or not I take that seriously or not. And I think that we all should, but I think at the end of the day, it's, it's the people in our nation that make our nation and make our communities and make our schools, you know, the, the teachers, how they treat my kids at school, how they're inspiring them and leading and coaching them during the day. That's making more fundamental impact on my kids eight hours a day, five days a week than maybe necessarily the propositions I'm going to vote on this week. Well, yeah, let's think about that. That's a good point too, because, and we'll get to what we were talking about before we came online, but like you take my wife. So what Carrie does, she teaches marketing and personal finance. Those are important things like a person, especially personal finance, but also she has a bearded dragon that all the kids get to take out and hold and take care of. And she threw them Halloween parties for other classes that it's your senior year. You should have a Halloween party, donuts and water, whatever, out of pocket, no big deal. But in a decade, are those kids are you going to remember check writing? Are they going to remember DJ DJ Lazard and Donuts? You know what I mean. <laughs> what they really or named the lizard? They, DJ Lizard, yes, DJ. They call him DJ. But do they cake him? But it's but yeah. you know what I mean. Like yeah. the teachers I remember are the ones that had us playing this weird game called Assassin. We're you know. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like I've told you about that, but like yeah that invested that knew us well there's new our person saying about if if a kid has three invested adults it's like three to five invested adults in their life they'll they'll be successful in right in life and relationships all that stuff and i and somebody posted about this a few weeks ago and it kind of reminded me like i had a piano teacher that i saw for 30 minutes a week for the better part of my middle school and high school experience, I'm still in contact with her. And she was a steady, caring, kind adult in my life. And then I had a couple of teachers. It made all, I did not have a consistent home life. It was very tumultuous at home Mm -hmm. with my parents. And it was, I didn't have anybody to talk to about. It's not like I went to school and talked to, it was kind of like, this is what's going on at home, but everybody's got their stuff. But then I went to school and I had steady adults in my life. Right. And so again, not to say that all this stuff doesn't matter, but who we are to each other. Matters more. Oh my gosh. Changes the trajectory (laughs) of people's lives. And then maybe we don't have to worry about a stupid proposition, whatever, like not that we don't have to worry about it, but that, some kid making important decisions in their life or choosing whatever, maybe their life goes differently because somebody actually right. gave a crap about them. Right. Right. And then, you know, so. And I'm, and I'm not, and I'm not even specifically talking to any type of, you know, thing that we're voting on. I'm just saying in right. general. It's generally speaking, but generally if you put speaking. all of your thing all of your hopes, that's a, that's a slippery slope. And a lot of times we as Christians fall into this game and like pinning our hopes for a broken world on broken men. Yeah. Makes no sense. Yeah. But like, but so 
for the listeners, I will share that like everybody, if you listen to this show and you know me, you know that my mission in life is the mental health of first responders and veterans and investing in that. That's the mission. So I get a phone call and I'm just going to say for the sake of being diplomatic from a candidate who will be on the upcoming ballot. And it was a cold call and it was a young dude and he went in on the obvious main talking point of this election, which in this case was like this pro-life, the pro-life argument. And so I was like, cool, like cool. And he said his piece. I said, can I ask you some questions about your candidate? And he was super encouraged that I would ask questions about the candidate and just not hang up on him. I was like, where does your candidate stand on first responder and veteran suicide? And from the script, it must have just not been on there because my dude said, well, it's not a priority in this campaign. And I was like, dude, but that means everything to me. I'm a both. I'm a first responder and a veteran and my family, my people are killing themselves. This means everything to me. Yeah. And it just shell-shocked the poor kid. I wasn't mad. I didn't yell at him. Like, it was a, obviously it was a clear, like, teaching moment for him. But this candidate can't have my vote. If, if what I believe in most to what I care about most doesn't matter, I don't care what your main thing is. Right. I, it's just, and people will disagree and that's cool. And I'll love them anyway, but like, I, I can't give you my vote. If you're saying what I care about the most is not of any circumstance to you. It's just, yeah, at least tell me, and I it, don't know. I could look that we can look into that. We'll and get you back time. with you with yeah. the, the winning answer there. Mm-hmm. Still probably wasn't getting my vote sidebar, but <laughs> I like, but unfortunately, that's what happens with all this campaign stuff. Let's pick the one or two, three topics that we're all going right. to argue about. Thing, for the one thing, yeah. And it's, Use there's that many more layers. To get people in the door. I need, I need to know. I need to know. This is the most important yeah. thing to me. And I ask, because everybody, everybody knows you're getting hit up by everybody. And I ask yeah. everybody the same thing because it's what matters to me most. That's good. And if they're like, nope, then I'm like, well, nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, and here's, is, here's the thing. That something that was very interesting to me in 2020 when all this stuff, like with COVID and everything started, like, like half the people I knew didn't even know who was on their school board or who was on their health department yeah, panel dude, or how the, like, you know, like, like oh. to my, to my fault, right. To my fault. I couldn't name half of the school board, right? I couldn't name any of the school board. And so that's on me. Like, I'm not informed. I'm not going to meetings. I don't know what's going on in my state. Like, that was on me. And I think that was a big deal for me and all that to be all these people were trying to catch up and be, and be in on what's going on around them. I'm like, no, you, you've been sitting on the sidelines just assuming everything's fine. And now it's go time for all this stuff and you don't even know. And now you're not happy with the way that things are going. 
And so I, I think that in some of this, I'm very grateful for the people that have invested their life in politics and that are doing it. That is for me, the wildest jungle out there to, right. to voluntarily put themselves in. And I know that they're, I, I think president Washington like turned down the position at first. Cause he didn't even want it. He didn't want yeah, that. Didn't. You know, he didn't. So I think that there's, there's a lot to be said that for the men and women that are willing to put themselves in that arena and, and really do work. Um, but that, I agree, but that's, that's not, that's not my calling. Oh, and so I know that for the work that we do, like we're doing, it seems like more people, like once they got that little taste, they're just trying to steward that taste and, and not really. Yeah. Whoever it helps, whoever doesn't, just got to stay here now. I got the power, but yeah, that's, that's not for me. All the love in the world for people who want to be in that space, as long as they have integrity. Yeah. That's cool. But I just need to know, man. And I just need to be a couple layers deeper. Like I need to be more boots on the ground. Like, let me get my, like where do you stand on this? Yeah. You know, and not, not my decisions be clouded by social media, white noise. That's a bad call, but like you, you can gain access to these people. They all have websites. They all have contact information and they will answer phones. They will answer questions. Okay. That Debbie, when it comes to that kind of stuff, I didn't plan on going there, but I would encourage people to reach out to the officials, to whoever you feel like, you want to give your vote and get, just get down and, and yeah. ask. Yeah, that's good. It's just, it's just, it's just smart. It's a smart thing to do because well, it's responsible. Yeah, man, this is advanced citizenship in this country. Just saying anyways, yeah. that's really it. That was kind of one of those Seinfeld episodes tonight. Good topic. So that's good. It's good. I think it's good to kind of decompress and um, it's great for me to have a chance to get on and say, Hey, oh, yeah, dude. Hey y'all. <laughs> so good. Good so, season. We know yeah. we're, we're excited for what's coming. So hope you guys are too. So as always, we'll thank freedom center church and kingdom builders for your continued love and support. You know, I had promised some friends I was going to roast the church tonight a little bit, but we didn't get there. So <laughs> maybe, maybe some week. other time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe some other time we got on some other topics that were equally or more important. But all right. See you guys next time. Yeah.